Hey y'all, welcome to uh, Diary of a Cartoonist. I'm Scott Johnson and I'm in front of the microphone in the studio today. Um, not really for any good reason other than, um, I don't know, I just felt like recording because I was sitting here, but also I was reminded of a story that I wanted to share and I don't know why I feel like telling you this and maybe I've told it before even. I think I may have mentioned it on TMS, but I did it in a more kind of goofball sort of jokey way or not jokey way, but just sort of like how, how it seemed like it sort of put me out at the time. But uh, this year in particular, when you start looking a little deeper at how some people, uh, especially people of color, are treated differently by uh, the police and authority and that sort of thing in this country, um, it it just it, sh- it kind of came rushing back to me. This thing that happened to me in 2012, so what, nine, eight, eight years ago, something like that. And it really had an impact on me then, but even more so now that I think about this. And I guess what it is, is I'm going to try to explain why I think it's easier for me to put myself in their shoes now than I maybe would have been able to before. And it all comes down to this. I was out walking, just me, didn't have the dog with me. And actually it was kind of a half walk, half jog kind of thing around this park I used to live by. It's a great big park with like two different baseball diamonds built into it and then a big soccer field and it's kind of a giant square and it was just sort of in our neighborhood and um i spent a lot of time walking around that thing and taking the dog over there and stuff like that and one day i was just walking and i'm wearing if i remember right a yellow t-shirt and a black pair of shorts and then just sneakers you know like running shoes and i probably had headphones in listening to some podcast or audiobook or whatever and I was running around that thing and my third turn or my third loop, uh, third lap, I guess, around it, a policeman pulled up behind me, made a little kind of like a little siren thing, which I took to mean stop. I'm pulling over here. And um, so I stopped and stood there and he pulled the car up a little ways behind me. And I just sort of watched. I had my hands out, you know, not in pockets or anything because I know. That can be seen as a threatening move or whatever. So I didn't do any of that. And the cop got out of the car. He was alone, didn't have a partner with him, which I thought was a little weird. I think I know the answer to that now, uh, at least maybe what happened. But he came out in front of the car, walked around to me and just said, hey, uh, so uh, how's it going? I said, good. Just, uh, you know, just doing my uh, exercise around the park here. And he said, yeah, you've been out here uh, very long and. I said, no, probably 10 minutes or something, 15, I don't know. And he said, you uh, live anywhere, you know, around, this is how he's asking it to, you live around here somewhere? Yeah, like this kind of voice. I said, yeah, I'm like around that corner and three houses to the left. <laughs> I'm like right over there. Um, I, I, I come here almost every day and it was like one o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. He says, you uh, do this a uh, lot where, uh, what do you do during the day? And I said, well, I, I work, but I work for myself at home. Uh, I have a studio there and I, I work there and he says, uh, what do you do? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, getting the third degree here. I said, well, I'm a, some of this may be confusing to you. I don't know, but I'm a podcaster and an artist and I spend most of my time in front of uh, computers and microphones and other stuff, uh, making content and whatever. And so, you know, I'll come out here and get exercise once in a while. He goes, interesting, interesting. Uh, you know, there's a school about four blocks uh, south over there of this. Of this, And I said, yeah, my kids go there. 
because at the time I think I had Nick there. Um, he goes, yeah, uh, just up around that corner there. And I said, yeah, it's uh, blah, 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 whatever the school was. It was a charter school. And I mentioned the name. He goes, okay, well, we have a, we have a, an APB out right now or a, a, a warning that some teachers and some other parents saw some guy creeping around the school and he matches your description. He's got the black shorts and the, you know, the yellow t-shirt. And so you can see why maybe I thought I should maybe come over and talk to you. I said, Oh, well, yeah, I haven't been over there. And he goes, can anyone uh, vouch for you for the last uh, couple hours? I said, Oh my gosh, no, (laughs) my wife's not here. She was out of town. The kids were all gone to school and I was home alone with the dog and the dog, I don't think can count as a character witness. So I said, I don't think anyone can actually, I did a morning show this morning and then I've been working all the rest of the morning and into the noon hour. And now I'm out here. He goes, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Well, this guy that's been seen over there is not his first time. He's been up there a whole bunch and apparently he's been arrested before for exposing himself and, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's telling me all this horrible stuff about this person. I'm like, well, all I can tell you is I swear I'm not that dude. I, I mean, I'm happy to answer any other questions you may have or, or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know a thing about this. And he says, well, all right, you're probably not who we're looking for. The guy that we got described to us, uh, was described as about 350 pounds. <laughs> like, dude, you left that part out when you just mentioned the shorts and the shirt. I couldn't have been further from in 2012. I was nowhere near. I wasn't even 230. It's like 220. Like 350. He goes, yeah, big heavy set guy. Um, also a, a mustache and it was bald. I'm like, I have my, oh, look right here. I pointed at my head. I said, I have all my hair. <laughs> I have all my hair. I'm not bald. And he goes, yeah. And he was in a van. I can't remember what kind of van, but some sort of van, which seems stereotypic as hell to me. And I said, okay, well, I definitely don't have a van and we can prove that real quick. And he says, yeah, no, it's fine. It's all good. Just wanted to check. You have a good day now. I'm like, okay. And he gets back in his, his squad car and left. And I finished my jog and I went home and it just kind of ate at me. So this year it occurs to me, there are people who feel that way every time there's a cop around. Right? Like that feeling of dread and like, oh my gosh, I know this isn't me, but I, I'm the only one home. I can't, I can't vouch for this. I can't say it. I don't, there's nothing here I can say that would prove anything. At least I don't think so until he kind of fessed up the rest of the description, which he held back from me. But yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that because I, I think that's it. I think that's that feeling. And it's certainly not as chronic of a feeling as somebody who maybe. Uh, you know, somebody of color lives in a neighborhood who's constantly just on the lookout for cops because the cops are constantly on the lookout for them. Right. You know, I, I can't imagine that how how constant that must be or that you would ever get used to it. But just this one time that it happened to me and 99 percent of the time I can be anywhere. And if there's a cop around, I know I'm not doing anything and he's not checking me out for anything. So I don't even have to think about it. It's not an issue. But this one time this came up. It's like that dude was fishing to make me admit to something or I don't know, but it was weird. 
And you know what? I don't know what I'd do different if I was him. He's out looking for some creep show, some idiot who's doing terrible stuff potentially. And, and he should be asking around and he should be checking it out. And I have kids and I want them, you know, I, I get it. So this isn't me. This is not me going, ah, oh, the cops were wrong. That, Cause I'm not sure he was. I guess what I'm saying is the color of my shirt and shorts were, were an issue here. The color of someone's skin is an issue in these situations. And that's where it's a bad deal. And I guess I just I think I have a tiny, I'm not saying I have a full appreciation for this, okay? I, I, I'm sure I don't, but I sure do have a tiny taste of it. And it was enough to stick with me. And when people ask, you know, why I get so worked up about what I see or when I see injustice like that, it's because I felt it. I felt a little of it, enough of it to not forget it, right? Anyway, I don't know. I hope that helps somebody. It, I wanted to share it. I've been wanting to share it for a while in this context, and I'd love your your back and forth on it. I mean, if you think I'm just dead wrong about my my sensation about it or my feeling about it, then let me know. Or if you think I'm onto something, let me know. Or whatever, from a personal standpoint, I just feel glad that I had the experience so that I can I can feel just a taste of what it's like to be in somebody's shoes where they always are meant to or made to feel that way just from like a systemic cultural way. I don't know. I wish more, I wish more people like me could have that experience so that they could feel that just a little of it. I think we maybe would do a little better understanding other people and what they have to deal with on the everyday. And it doesn't seem so foreign to us anyway. Hope that's uh, useful in some way. Thank you for listening to The Diary. Scott at frogpants.com for feedback. See you guys next time.